Welcome back to another episode of Marianne and Jace to the Diary Room. I always say diary like I'm having a, like a migraine coming on. Um, <laughs> I am Jace. I'm Marianne. Uh, and we're going to hop into an eviction episode. I'm excited about this one. I'm, I'm ready for this one. <laughs> Gretel, um, it's not my favorite of her outfits so far, but I don't dislike it just right off the bat um she's like in a purple a tight purple dress but she has like a for it's like a formal hoodie like a formal jumper <laughs> on over the top it's not it doesn't look like a cardigan and it has a zip i think i must have really not liked this outfit because i didn't write anything down about it <laughs> and every week i do every week you're like she was dressed in a pair of boots the shade was Okay. <laughs> I'm like those people that write um, that wrote fan fiction back in the day where they describe their OCs outfits to the T. <laughs> like, so the audience, there's a lot of people dressed up again, as there is at every eviction show. Mm-hmm. One group of people that caught my eye in this particular audience was a bunch of guys dressed as chickens. Yes, that's my first note also. So Chicken Gate is gripping the nation. Yeah. If not just because I'm messaging everyone I know about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm sending them the TikToks. I'm like, check this shit out. Look at minute 206, Blair's face. (laughs) Let me just slow it down for you and I'll send you the slowed down version so you can really (laughs) see. It made me really happy to see that people were dressed as chickens in support of the chickens. Yeah, but then Um, Gretel's quips, she's like... Aren't you worried, like, if Peter gets kicked out of the house? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She says that they should be worried because he's going to come and kick him. He just can't resist. No. The guy sees a chicken and he's just, he's got to go. He's foot stitch. <laughs> it's a good thing that uh, KFC isn't sponsoring the show at this point. <laughs> oh, God. They show the voting tally at the point where it is at the, at the moment and it is... Uh, the closest one that I think we've had so far, it's 41, 40, and 19%. Yeah. So who's up for eviction? It's Gordon, Lisa. Lisa. And Sarah Marie. Sarah Marie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. She's up almost every week, so I think it's pretty safe to say that it's probably Sarah Marie. Yeah. Lisa's the new one in the mix this week. Yes. Uh, And I think, to be honest with you, Everyone nominates her for being a fence sitter, but this is the week that she stopped sitting on the fence and she actually spoke her mind a fair bit mm-hmm. and people didn't like that. So she's up there for for eviction this week. Yeah, she can't really win with the uh, the housemates that are calling her a fence sitter because uh, we'll get, it's not far into this episode that she mm-hmm. sort of starts ripping into Gordon. But... Um, <laughs> Before we get into that, there is like a little snippet where I think they show all of the housemates, but I can only remember the section on Pete. I'm pretty sure they're all drunk and they're sitting around and Ben is like, I bet you I can touch the top of the door frame with my foot. <laughs> like yeah. if he kicks his foot up. 
And yep. Blair... Blair is, like, so belligerent when he's drunk. You can always tell that he's been drinking because he's like, nah, uh-huh. nah, nah. <laughs> and Ben does it, like, flawlessly. Yeah. Um, but then Pete does it. I actually had to re-watch this part um, before we recorded tonight because it's been so long since I saw the episode and the only note that I took is Pete falls on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew it was coming when they showed that clip. And let me tell you, it did not disappoint. No, he doesn't even get anywhere near as close to the height <laughs> that Ben gets. No. And he's just flat on his ass. I don't think he even gets at a 90 degree angle with his leg. <laughs> no, it and he's is. just <laughs> It is pitiful. Peter, pitiful. I love that they're doing the whole I can touch the door frame thing because that's the absolute young teenage boy thing to do like in school it was always I always wanted to do it as well but there's no way I would have tried Peter you should have done what I did and just known your limits yes um they where the boys would run down the hall and just jump and touch the like the lights and things like that yes always (laughs) I always wanted to do it but I was like there's no way I'm gonna even try oh I would never have made it even close (laughs) to the door (laughs) I would love to see Ben and Blair actually probably on the Ninja Warrior course, but them in 2001 doing the Ninja Warrior course now. (laughs) Well, they're kind of doing that this week with their, I mean, (laughs) Mm, yes, not to the extent of the Ninja Warrior course, but they are doing an obstacle course this week as their challenge. So we do get to see Blair running around, (laughs) jumping in and out of the pool. It's it's so funny the rules that they have yeah which we'll get to but sorry I, we're like t- not even 10 minutes into the podcast and i've been like we'll get to that we'll get to that yeah like <laughs> we're just after so excited. i myself have introduced <laughs> the concept anyway sorry <laughs> we're just too excited we've got so much to get through we've been sitting on this for a while it's all happening gretel crosses to the house and of course she hits us with a quiet as a mouse which I'm very glad that this is this is starting because it was always my favorite she's looking at the people sitting on the couch and she says who's missing because she feels like someone's missing and Blair immediately says Gretel oh no uh oops (laughs) he meant to say Ebony the dog (laughs) now have we got everyone two three four five six seven eight who's missing nobody you're all there now And Gretel asks Lisa if she has consulted her proverb book Mm -hmm. because, as mentioned previously, she has a little book that she likes to look at. She turns to a random page and just sees what's written on it and she says she has consulted it and the book said all is well. Pretty good. Can't beat that. Very good sign. Then Gretel goes over to the jury stand and we meet the friends and family. Gordon's friends have T-shirts on that say saveflash.com. Yeah. Throughout the night, they're not sitting in order. (laughs) (laughs) They swap seats. Yeah, they swap seats. (laughs) So it's like, dot com, save, flash. Gretel asks one of Gordon's friends if he shaved his head in, like, solidarity to be like Gordon, or if it's natural, and the guy says, no, you can't grow grass on concrete. (laughs) Gretel crosses to Peter's parents and a friend uh, and they're doing like a live cross back to wherever they are. The northern shores of Sydney, I think. 
Yeah, they've got like a party thing going on. And Peter's friend's name is Aaron, but Gretel is pronouncing it Aaron. Well, it's a bit fancier. She was pronouncing it really weird. I mean, I can't talk because I get a lot of shit for how I pronounce things. Yeah. Um, Maybe she's never seen Aaron <laughs> written down before. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to cross to Aaron. <laughs> Pete's mum was fired up. Yeah, and she was in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she. It's It's the case of the parent taking the kid's side, but the kid actually not being so innocent yeah um she kind of goes off a bit at gretel and she says you seem to be portraying him as a bit of a ladies man but he can't help it if girls are attracted to him (laughs) which is a very weird thing for a mother to say that's not fucking hate it that's not even what the issue is like the issue isn't (laughs) that christina is attracted to him the issue is how he's treating christina like exactly it's not even like they're not engaged like in a relationship and Christina is just some random woman that's attracted to him and causing issues. It's like he <laughs> has like put himself into a relationship with Christina. Like it's not a case of just like, well, he's just a good looking young man. I don't know where this is coming <laughs> from. I think you're portraying him as in, in the wrong way. He can't help it if girls are attracted to him. And he can't help it if chickens get in the way of his feet sometimes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to go, I'm going to shock everyone here. As we all know that I never got into The Simpsons because I wasn't allowed to watch it. And I didn't have a Kim to go to their house and watch it. Uh, Pete adopted the, I'm going to kick my legs like this. And if the chickens <laughs> happen to get in the way... <laughs> It's not my fault. I I did notice that Peter's friend and his mum are very close and it seemed the whole time like Peter's friend was his dad because Gretel was like, we're going to cross to Peter's mum and dad and friend. And then it just was the, the friend and the mum and... Maybe he's got an age gap relationship, his stepdad's his <laughs> <Yeah>. same age. <laughs> Aaron... No, you have to call him dad now. Stop calling him Aaron. <laughs> call him dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I've got <laughs> my next note here is Pete's birthday, toe touch, and Peter stacked it. <laughs> oh, I We're going to definitely uh, chuck that clip on the TikTok mm-hmm. and the Instagram. I'll, I'll um make use of the TikTok editing sweep, slow it down, replay it, <laughs> slow it down. <laughs> I'm sure there's a trending sound we can use to sync it up to. <laughs> Gordon has another little sook in this uh, episode. He goes into the diary room. I have so much trouble saying diary room. Why do I? Diary why? room. Diary room. It's all right. It's um, not like it's in the name of our, of our show. <laughs> I think you can get away with it. <laughs> it's more like I have to say like seven times an episode at minimum. Just getting a ton of reviews like, mm-hmm. you should change your name because Jace is really struggling. <laughs> this bitch doesn't know how to speak. Gordon goes to the diary room. <laughs> I can't say. Am I the only one in the world that has trouble saying this? <laughs> you picked the name as well. <laughs> you can't help with this. <laughs> 
Um, but I'm not going to call it the DR. I'm not going to. They didn't call, call it, it that in Australian Big Brother ever. So. Yeah. And I wish it was called the confessional room because I can say confessional, but I can't say diary. Oh, you can say confessional, but you can't say diary. <laughs> anyway, Gordon goes into the room where <laughs> the camera is and speaks to Big Brother. <laughs> It's just going to be me increasingly finding different ways to say it without actually saying it. (laughs) Gordon goes to speak privately with Big Brother in the room that they go and sit in. And he's saying that people aren't being a team. And then later they're having, I think they're having a discussion. And he says that he can't believe people go through the audition process to just sit and read a book on the couch. But it is very targeted to Lisa. (laughs) Yeah, hmm, I wonder who sits and reads a book on the couch that we've seen. Uh, Johnny says that Gordon is placing his expectations onto other people. Johnny is so smart. Johnny this week is, like, killing it. He's on fire. In terms of just being on the right side of the argument, but, like, rationally, Mm -hmm. he has, like, a perfect, flawless, watertight argument for it. Yep. Whenever someone is, like, trying to cause some bullshit argument, he's, like, they're, like, well, actually... He has this brilliant way of speaking in such a tone that no one can be like, you're being unreasonable. Because if they go against him with what he's saying, then they're the ones that sound unreasonable. Yeah. Yes, he has like a very gentle way of speaking. And it's very like firm and authoritative, but like Mm -hmm. he's not being aggressive, I think is the... Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't feel, except for when he's being in his little two-faced moments, except for that, when he's in a discussion with people putting his point across, he never seems to be like, it never seems like he's talking down to anyone. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he doesn't seem like he's being condescending or, mm-hmm. yeah. After Johnny says that, Lisa speaks up and immediately Gordon is like, oh, here we go. <laughs> After he's been, like, begging for weeks and complaining for weeks that Lisa never speaks up, blah, blah, blah. I wish she'd just say what's on her mind. And then she starts talking Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh. So what is it? Is it that she sits there and reads a book and doesn't engage and just sits on the fence with topics? Or is it, oh, here we go again, Lisa's talking? Yeah. What is it? And Ben is like, if she wants to read a book for 14 hours a day, it's up to her, which it is. Yeah. And Lisa says to Gordon, like, he only wants stuff done like at his whim like no one else's Mm -hmm. like he wants to play volleyball it's when he wants to play volleyball when he decides he wants to play volleyball and if everyone else isn't playing volleyball then that's them being boring but like if that's it someone else wants to do something and he doesn't want to do it then it's a totally different ball game I think Gordon is very used to getting what he wants when he wants it. Yeah. And then he starts, like, he splits it off into, like, oh, well, Lisa, you never play volleyball. Mm -hmm. And Lisa's like, I've played volleyball a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, you've never played, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I think Ben and Johnny are like, what does it matter how many times, how many times she's actually played volleyball? Like, that's not the national pastime of this house. Exactly. And also, like, I would go crazy being asked to play volleyball day oh after my day God. after day. <laughs> I'm sorry. You want Lisa to play volleyball? The thing that injured Gemma's arm? <laughs> yeah. I think one of the others ha- has an injury from it as well. But, like, Gemma's <laughs> got a long-term injury on her for a <laughs> It's been proven to be dangerous. 
Also, this whole time while everyone's arguing, Blair is sitting there and he's sipping his drink and he's got the biggest grin on his face. Oh, Blair's face is just... (laughs) He has the best facial expressions. And I think it's... I think what makes his facial expressions even better is that he doesn't try and hide them. He just... Whatever he's feeling just comes out on his face. Yeah, absolutely. Then they kind of settle down a little bit. But then, ding, 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 round two. And... Lisa said something that I was super impressed with, so impressed that I wrote it down in full. Mm -hmm. She says, I think you bulldoze, Flash, and you don't consider other people's feelings a lot of the time. I think you're an interesting individual, but you bulldoze people till... What have I written? I wrote it down in full, but I can't read it. You bulldoze people, and I have no respect for that. Yes. But then Gordon goes, like, he smiles in just the most condescending way and goes I'm so glad you managed to say that it's like are you actually listening to what she's saying or are you just happy that you're in a stupid fight that you want that you've been wanting for ages you're not actually Mm -hmm. taking in what she's saying but um also after they showed that first bit of the fight then they show the crowd and the crowd's booing. I'm not sure if they're who they're booing. Is it Gordon or Lisa? Or but the crowd is like booing. Um, Gordon and Lisa have this moment, and then Peter decides that he's gonna throw Christina under the bus, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh well, actually, because um, Gordon's like, I'm so glad you've said that. That you finally said it. I feel like it's been sitting on your chest for a long time. Blah 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 blah." And then Peter goes, well, something that's been sitting on Christina's chest for a while is that she doesn't like it when you chew your nails. <laughs> and then Gordon yeah. doesn't really care, but Peter no. won't let it go. And Le- and Christina's like, well, I'll just if it's bothering me that much, I just move away from him instead of saying something because it doesn't feel worth it to say something to him, especially when he's been having a rough week, like he's been mm-hmm. nominated. Apparently he dislocated his knee like blah 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 she's like it it's not that big of a deal to me to actually say something to him if I can just move to the other couch and Peter's like no you have to say it blah 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 blah. like you're letting it like you know it's such a big deal to you but it's not a big deal to Gordon (laughs) like yeah Peter's trying to start some shit and Christina just goes he wasn't murdering my friend he was biting his nails like (laughs) it's not a big deal yeah and while they're all talking about what annoys things, <laughs> what things annoy I people about other people in the house, <laughs> surprise, surprise, it's our good friend Blair. <laughs> Blair asks Gordon to pick something about him that annoys him. Yep. He wants to rebut it. He wants to make an argument. He wants to be like, well, this is why I do it or this is my excuse. Mm-hmm. He says, like, you know, doesn't matter what it is like it's gonna piss me off that's fine I want this as a learning experience like (laughs) and so what does Gordon say is the thing that about Blair that pisses him off so Gordon says that Blair wakes up and won't talk until 11 (laughs) (laughs) a.m he says as well it's because he's so chill that nothing just sort of gets to him until you know he fully wakes up at about 11 (laughs) a.m and then Blair in the saddest little voice goes I have no rebuttal for that 
the look on his face is just so first of all it's just shock and confusion because it's like i'm sorry that's your critique of me yeah and then it just sort of moves subtly into disappointment because he was gearing up for a really good argument and that's what he was given was just you're just too chill in the morning he goes through all the seven stages of grief in like 30 (laughs) seconds uh bless him uh, voting lines are closed at this point. Mm-hmm. Gretel goes into the crowd and starts talking to more people who are dressed up. There's a guy who's dressed as the Flash, mm-hmm. not even like Gordon, as Gordon's weird red Flash. and black makeup. He's literally dressed as the comic book character, the Flash. Yep, sure. And then she speaks to a guy dressed as a parachuter. Oh yes, yep. As we remember, the someone someone parachuted or attempted to parachute into the grounds it's actually a a really huge costume thing he's got going because he has like the big parachute belt i don't know yeah it's it's like a giant umbrella or something like that i can't remember he's got like a beach umbrella attached to his back and i don't know how they let him in with that costume he looks like the what's that disney movie with the guy with like the parachute um or like the propeller backpack or something it's like from like the 60s or something i'm picturing the the movie um, poster, I don't know. I wouldn't have a clue. Sorry. That's what it looked like, though. Okay, Jace? We'll look it up. We'll find it. We'll do a comparison on the uh, on the Instagram. Gretel says, did your mum make your costume? And he said, no, my mum's. And I thought he was going to say dead. <laughs> did your mother make your outfit? No, my mother has disowned me because I've turned her beach umbrella into a parachute. Sorry, mum. Mum's dead. But he didn't actually, say that. <laughs> he gives her a tub of ice cream, though. Yeah, which makes me think that it must have been ice cream they were trying to drop into the house or something. Apparently, yeah. Don't know why. Where is everyone would... getting this information? Because, whoa, we're um, watching the same show as everyone. Yeah, else. but I'm assuming that like we don't have the they're having daily updates in the newspaper. Mm. Because they have, like, a partnership with, I think it's the Herald Sun or something, is the official Big Brother News newspaper. And if I had a time machine. If I had a time machine, I would be hoarding so much crap. And then there's the forums that we can't fully access. Yep. Straight on BlairCentral.com. If only I could see BlairCentral.com in its prime. (laughs) Did did you notice that they were playing different versions of... um, I can't remember what the song's called, but it like it's it's the lyrics are from that um, Marlon Brando movie where he's like, "I could have been somebody, I could have been a contender." Mm. The lyrics mm-hmm. of that, and they keep playing different versions of that one song. Did not notice that actually. I just kept. You're hearing... the deaf one. Once <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm finally tuned to that speech, Marlon Brando going, "I could have been someone, I could have been a contender, I could have been a contender." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I have this thing where I have to do voices. I, it's I a can't, real issue. No, I can't do voices. That's a gift. I really appreciate that. Thank you. I, I appreciate you saying that it was a, it's a gift because it feels like a problem. <laughs> I'm going to be bringing that one up in therapy. Um, 
my friend was trying to tell a story and I kept just using the Molly Brando voice. <laughs> oh. So we cross back to the house and Gretel reads the verdict of who is the whatever number we're at housemate to be evicted. I think we're at number four. So Gretel announces the fourth housemate to be evicted, and it is... Gordon, it's time to go. The percentages were so... Oh, actually, we were wrong. It wasn't Sarah Murray up for eviction. It was Peter. Oh, yeah, I've written it down here too. Oh, it was Peter. That's Peter. How did we not... I don't know how we didn't twig that when we were like talking about <laughs> Peter's mom and his, <laughs> his young stepdad. <laughs> We None of Sarah Marie's family's there. And we're like, yeah, Sarah Marie's up. <laughs> my, my sincerest apologies to Sarah Marie. Uh, Our yeah, first mistake. And Peter. Oh, no. Well, we're doing better than I thought we would. <laughs> um, but yeah, the percentages are really close. Because Gordon's on 41, Lisa's on 39, and then Peter's on 20. Yes, and Gordon walks in with Gretel and he's holding his fucking whale, the big inflatable whale that he's got as his um, charity auction item. Yep. And as soon as he sits down, Gretel immediately brings up Gemma. <laughs> she's just, yeah, she's just been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting to talk about this. <laughs> Gretel, you are among friends here because we also have been waiting he doesn't want to talk about it, though. He's pretty pretty much – it doesn't last very long, that little thing. It kind of glosses over it. Yeah, he kind of glosses over it. And then as the week goes by, he is just acting like he didn't behave that way. Mm-hmm. Even when confronted with the evidence of him behaving that way. Yeah. His girlfriend's not there. She's busy again. Oh, yeah, this this girlfriend that definitely exists is um, – she goes to another school. <laughs> you don't know her. She just has a really busy job, okay? So they sit him down and then they show him who nominated him and he is absolutely shocked that Gemma has nominated him. Yeah, well, he thought that Gemma was into him. So – Yeah, he thought that – he yeah, he read Gemma all wrong uh, completely. He's very shocked and hurt that Gemma nominated him. And then he, like, goes real hard on just being like, no, I miss my girlfriend, I miss my girlfriend. Gretel asks Gordon how he feels about, like, what he thinks about how people responded to him being on TV and stuff or how he thinks people responded to him in the house. And he says, I'd rather be loved or hated than in between, which seems very on brand for Gordon, but, you know. Okay. Um... (laughs) Sure, sure. I would rather be loved or have people be indifferent to me than hated, so <laughs> I don't really, I can't relate to that. Sorry, Gordon. Yeah, if they're going to be thinking about me, I'd rather be in a positive light um, yep. or not at all. Or neutral. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Okay, I say that, but I do think I would rather be just loved than hated or neutral, to be honest with you. <laughs> You've got to have a strong opinion about me and it's got to be a positive one. Or else. I don't have many rules in this life, but that's one of them. Uh, Gretel brings Gordon's friends over only for them to be completely fucking boring. Yeah. What a shock that. And also Gordon's going on about how exciting one of the friends is. Like, oh, you know, when we go out with Mm. him, it's just wild, crazy. 
Like, you never know what's going to happen. And then he's, like, sitting, like, the most mild-mannered white man in the world on the couch. <laughs> yes. It seems a bit like Gordon maybe uh, surrounded himself with the bigger person or the smaller personalities because he's such a bigger personality and he doesn't actually like it when people go against what his opinion is. No, I don't think so. maybe wholeheartedly agree with him. Yeah. Then Gretel asks him the questions. The famous Big Brother 11. It's amazing how famous those questions got within two weeks of the show being... Uh, it's incredible. <laughs> ...being on air. They're suddenly famous. Favourite person in the house was Johnny. He doesn't know who he'll miss at all. Least favourite in, in the house was Shana. Most annoying, no idea, because it's him. <laughs> I, didn't Todd say the same thing? Yes. <laughs> Todd said the same thing. I, it's like, look around you. If none of your friends are annoying, then you are the annoying one. I know for a fact that I'm the annoying one. Like, have some self-awareness, please. I can. I only have to listen to five minutes of this podcast back to know that I am the annoying one. <laughs> no. No. The housemate that he could most fall in love with. Oh, I wonder who he answered that one with. You would honestly think that he would say no comment or I don't know instead of just saying Mm -hmm. Gemma. Immediately. When he's like, oh, no, no, I didn't have feelings for Gemma. It's been misconstrued. Like, that's not how it was. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, who would you fall in love with? Gemma. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Funniest, Ben. You're hearing it more and more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Laziest, Sarah Marie, everyone says. He says that he has no regrets in the house. Um, he reckons Lisa will be kicked out next. Mm-hmm. And Blair will take the title home. Yep. His legacy item is for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and it's his, as mentioned before, his black killer whale, the inflatable uh, whale. I wrote down, this MF doesn't know he's about to date Natalie Bassingthwaite. <laughs> it's just amazing to me that we know all of this stuff that's going to happen in their lives and at that point they have no idea could you have picked it in 2001 that he would date Nat Bass definitely would not (laughs) how is she watching the show being like you know what I'll give that guy a go imagine if she'd never seen the show and she was just like oh this guy seems really cool do you think they met through Blair and the neighbours maybe they were on neighbours at the same time yeah they probably did meet through Blair and I mean I know the Australian celebrity circle is small and they Mm -hmm. could be at events but it's like a few years down the track that they start dating yeah yeah it could have definitely been Blair I'm gonna look into that that's gonna be what I do instead of my uni assignment tonight (laughs) I'm gonna DM Blair yeah. First of all, have you seen our chicken chicken edit video of you? Blair, I showed you my chicken video. Please respond. <laughs> the musical artist for this week is Leah Haywood. And this is someone that I remember. This is a song that I remember. It's, it's not a great live performance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am witnessing the worst dancing that I've ever seen in my life. I feel like they started really strong with Denny Hines. And then it's sort of mm-hmm. just been a scramble since. Yeah. So she's singing. It's it's the song that goes, taking back what's mine, you know. Um, Beautiful. And 
I do remember it. That's the only line I remember from it. And I was listening to the lyrics and the lyrics, the things that she's taking back, I'm assuming it's after a breakup. She's taking back the house, the car, the goldfish and the stereo. Good for you, babe. It's it's a bit of a, a, a white Australian blue cantrell hit em up style. Do you remember that <laughs> song? Fucking love that song. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it for the eviction. Bye bye, Gordo. Bye, bye Flash. Gordon. Not going to miss ya. Next episode that we uh, watch after that is the daily shows. It's day 35 and they're showing us the morning of the eviction. Sarah Marie is showing Johnny her camera lying down in the garden trick. And it's so cute. I love watching Sarah Marie share her little garden trick with people. She loves that spot in the garden. It's very wholesome. It's very, Mm -hmm. like, childlike. The closest thing to childlike wonder you can get age 22. It's so sweet as well that she chooses to share that with people. It feels like she kind of zeroes in on the people who need it and then she's like, come here, come, I want to show you something. It's just such a sweet thing to do, I think, to... It's very intimate to share with someone this particular trick of lying down... This is my, you know, this is how I get through the tough times by looking up and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then we change to Gemma giving Ben a haircut. I knew that this moment was coming because I saw it on the forum. Someone complaining about it. And Mm -hmm. I knew that they were going to have this conversation at some point. I still didn't want to hear it. You were hoping you were wrong. Yeah. Someone on the forum was just making up lies. It's not true. Take it back. (laughs) Gemma says there's a lot of feminists out there that would be hating me. And when she said that, I was like, uh, actually, we have a whole podcast talking about how much we actually love you. And (laughs) are you about to undo all that, Gemma? Think very carefully. Think very carefully. Stop, Gemma. We overlooked the landlord thing. We We were willing to look the other way. Oh, but she just, she's not hearing our telepathic cries to her <laughs> across 20 years. I'm she's screaming at it. my iPad, Gemma, please. <laughs> ben says, why? Because you're, oh, fuck. I don't know if I can get through this. Oh. Ben says, why? Because you're not obese with a shaved head. <laughs> Classic. Jamila goes, yeah, I suppose I am a bit more of a traditionalist. Mm. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm reading through the notes and it just gets so much worse. (laughs) It just keeps going. I forgot about this second bit. It actually speaks volumes as to why she feels like she can't say no to Gordon with, you know, these views that she holds. Mm -hmm. Because we the whole time were like, she doesn't owe him anything. Why does she feel like she has to keep placating him why does she feel like she has to like she can't say no she can't turn away she can't tell him to stop and this right here is exactly why she feels that she can't yeah so she says she's a bit of a traditionalist and she thinks that a lot of women kid themselves um like especially when it comes to sex and one night stands um Mm. that they can be unfeeling about it like men can Mm -hmm. um and she just doesn't think that it's in um, women's makeup to to be able to have that like detachment from sex. Gemma knows a lot about women's makeup. Uh, <laughs> lip gloss. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, hmm. I I kind of admit 
that the whole time that was going on, I was sort of half blocking it out because I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. But, I mean, we know now. I mean, back then I might have agreed with her just because a lot of my mother's own views were pushed upon me. And obviously when you have a parent who holds particular views as a kid, you kind of don't really know that there's another way of thinking or like there's another side to things. Um, So back then I probably would have been like, yeah, fuck yeah, Yeah. whatever. And it was like the prevailing idea of the time, like movies, et cetera. Like that's what the, Mm -hmm. the message was, is that men could be unfeeling and women is just like not possible. You would catch feelings. Obviously now we know that's, not the case and it's a fucked way to think and people are people it doesn't matter what gender they are they can fucking men men okay take peter and christina for example peter's so fucking attached to christina even though he tries to play it off that he's not yeah but he's also and like the it's sort of a double-edged sword as well because he is obviously attached to christina and he is the one that's like helping this relationship along like he's not calling quits at any point Mm-hmm. But he's also treating her terribly. Yeah. So, but, like, that is not looked down upon. So, but, like, no. Christina is feeling bad about it, but mm-hmm. it's not because she can't detach herself from from having feelings about sex or sexual relationships or whatever. It's because he's treating her like shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, and that really plays into it a lot. It's, like, it's not necessarily that like your feelings are you know, you're feeling like this because you can't detach yourself from sex and feelings. It's mm-hmm. like the men of the time are treating you so poorly and, like, that's just acceptable for them to do. Like, that's just the way mm-hmm. that it is. No one's calling Peter out in the house, except Sarah Marie, for, like, his behaviour and the way that they talk about him and Christina, like, with Peter behind Christina's back. Yep, that's just fueling his fire, making him feel like he's in the right for sure. Yeah. And it still happens now, obviously. People still, there are still those kinds of dynamics in relationships, but now there's a lot more support for the people that are getting treated like that. Yeah, absolutely. Then they show the eviction, and when Gordon is announced as being evicted, they cut to Gemma, and Gemma is pursing her lips, trying not to smile. I can just imagine the relief she must be feeling... I know, not to be, like, fucking harassed every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. After he's gone, they cheers their lemon ruskies. They're like, to Gordon. And they clink their little lemon ruskies. And Le- the lemon ruskies must be a Sunday night special. Yes, they must. Definitely got to be a sponsor. I know Heineken's a sponsor because they're always seen drinking Heineken. Yeah. Lisa says that their room is jinxed because now it's just... Lisa and Blair in that room? Um, I think so. So Ben's not in that room, is he? I think no, it is I just Lisa so. and Blair. So Lisa and Blair are the only ones left in that room. Everyone else has been evicted. And then Ben points to the masks on the walls. And he says that everyone evicted so far is in a diagonal. Every one of their masks. You know, he's like, blah, 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 blah. And they're all yeah. in a row. And the next in line is Johnny. Yep. And uh, Peter says, sad to see the big poof go, but hey, 
Oh my god, yes. <sighs> no comment. No <laughs> comment. <laughs> Blair and I all I've written down here is Blair and Sarah Marie chat. Blair is actually smart. I don't know what they were chatting about, but I clearly I was impressed with Blair. Um I haven't written down either. I think a few times they have a chat about him and he and Sarah Marie seem to be like thick as thieves this this week. Mm. Last week, I think he nominated her. He didn't like her that much. And this week, they're always yeah. like off, having their little chats, conspiring. In the uncut, mm-hmm. he's back jiggling her boobs again. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, my next note is that they're having issues with um, Ebony. Yeah, and that and Ben, the dad is the one that's having to have the ebony talk, the tough talk with mm-hmm. uh, Big Brother and then the other housemates as to what they want to do with ebony. Hang on, mm-hmm. um, Ned's just let himself in. I'm going to take him right back oh, out. Ned's heard Ned's heard you talking about uh, another <laughs> dog. <laughs> He's like, so what's this about ebony? Uh, I'm right here. <laughs> So he does this thing where, like, he knows that he has to do something, but if he's not looking at you, it's like he can't hear you. <laughs> so he's just, like, sitting, looking in the opposite direction, like, nothing's going on. I don't know what you're talking about. Wonder who he learned that one from. Couldn't be me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Ben wants to talk about the dog. And he says that if Ebony has a good home that they're keeping her from, then she should go back there because she doesn't seem happy in the Big Brother house. Yeah, which makes sense. So she's, like, not coming out of her kennel. She's not eating or drinking. But it must be weird to have, like, the constant noise of the cameras, like, people in the camera runs in the house, like, walking around. She can't see them. She can hear them. Yeah. Um, But I thought it was so weird... When Ben's like, oh, if she has a if she has a family, oh, like a good family, just like send her back. And I assumed that they had gotten her from like, um, like a foster system. A yeah, that's what I thought as well. But that's she is just she's just someone's dog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I have a theory about Ebony that I'll go through um, later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's she's not a rescue. Which is what I thought as well. I thought she was a rescue. Yeah, because she's like a six-year-old Kelpie. Which I think they do in later seasons. They do bring in dogs and um, then, you you, you know, the, they're like, oh, adopt the dog from the Big Brother house. And then that kind of gives awareness of all the other dogs in the system. That yeah, in that foster organization. Yeah. But, but not this one. <laughs> Um, Sarah Marie is talking about how she feels lost without Gordon, which they were quite close. Forget him, babe. He's gone. He's... Yep. <laughs> the best thing that you can do for yourself is just move, move on. on. She takes Chrissy to her spot and then she does a tarot reading for herself and her tarot cards tell her that she will have a new soulmate. Good. Then it's day 36. We start the episode by... Oh, Thank goodness they told us this, that Peter has the runs. 
Again. Again. When does this man not have diarrhea? They need to get a doctor in to check out this man's bowels because I, I feel think like he, he may need to look into IBS. Yeah, he constantly has... He's sick with diarrhea. Remember, like, the first week when he was like, I have the squirts? Yes. The worst possible way to say it. <sighs> Johnny had a nightmare. <laughs> I have this written down as Johnny tells a boring story about his dream. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I just wrote Johnny has a nightmare. Clearly it was boring to me too because I didn't write anything else down about it. Blair? Um, yeah, Blair's in bed. Yeah. Reading He's a letter. Reading... <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a game of popcorn, you know, like where you're like, yeah. I was at the <laughs> shops. Uh, Blair's in bed reading a letter from a friend. Yes, but they make sure the camera zooms right <laughs> in on the letter so that you can see it's like love pip. So you can see that it's yep. from a girl and he's reading and rereading. And then they pan across to where it says all the hugs and kisses. So they're clearly trying to paint a picture here that Blair has like a like a girl that he's very close to on the outside mm-hmm. that's given him a letter. That he's possibly pining for her. They certainly make it seem like he's pining for her. <laughs> this could literally be like the first time that he's reading the letter. <laughs> They're like, yeah. he's in bed again, he's reading it again. <laughs> Imagine if he just found it in his pocket and he was like, oh, fuck, I forgot I had this. I should probably read it. Oh, yeah, fucking good good on you, Pip. <laughs> Puts it away. He's in love with Pip. Pip, he's in love with you. <laughs> and after that beautiful display of pining for someone that he can't have. We cut to Peter washing his clothes on his oh, body again. Oh, my God. He's doing it again. This time it's weirder because he's outside. And, and he's just told everyone that he's got diarrhea. <laughs> Why is he washing his clothes on his body when he has diarrhea his also? sickly, diseased body. He's... <laughs> He's standing outside in the cold. It's June. It's winter. Yeah. It's Queensland, it's but it's still winter. Yeah. And you're, you're outside wearing layers of wet clothing. And he wonders why he's getting diarrhea constantly. The thing is, his technique is so fascinating. It's horrible, but it's fascinating. He puts layers on and washes the top layer takes that layer off and chucks it into a pile on the floor, then washes the next layer like a fucking weird past the parcel, takes another layer off, and he's got another layer underneath. <laughs> it's the, like, indoor shower, it's like, okay, that's a, it's a weird thing to do, but whatever. When he's doing it outside, he's doing it next to the actual wash basin that it's- is, <laughs> like, there for the purpose of washing their clothes. And he's using the hose... Like, that's for the basin on his body. (laughs) And then he's chucking it into a pile on the fucking paving stones. Yeah. Um, (sighs) Yeah. Maybe he's never actually washed his clothes before. He just thinks that's how you do it and everyone else (laughs) is doing it wrong. (laughs) Why are you using the sink, the basin, you weirdo? Like, so much easier to put five outfits on at once. And simply wash them on your body. <laughs> and then just awkwardly peel them off afterwards. 
from there we go to poor Ebony. Yeah, Ebony's not eating or drinking and she's just hanging out in the um in the kennel. And I think yeah. is this when Blair wakes up? He's like, What's what's going on with Ebony? They're like, She's still in the yeah. kennel. He crawls into the kennel. <laughs> yeah. Straight away he's like, Where's Ebbs? Because he's calling her Ebbs. It's so cute. He's like, Where's Ebbs? And then they're like, Oh yeah, she's still not coming out. And it's straight away he's like, Right. The whole setup with Ebony in this episode is like Ben is the dad, Blair is the kid, and Ben's trying to break it to him that the dog's not well. Mm. And Ben's just like, Blair's just like, I will not accept this. He just climbs, like, he he climbs into the doghouse. He just slowly sidles his way in, crawls right in, gets in there with her. Yeah, or, like, his whole body. I think you can only see, like, You can only see his legs. Speaking. Yeah, his feet. <laughs> Bless him. Then we get to what everyone was waiting for, the task. Yeah. They have to do an obstacle course, but they call it an assault course. Yeah. It's not really clear every week what the... Well, actually, no, it is. Sorry. Immediately, I'm wrong. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Every week, Big Brother, the voiceover is, like, clearly stating what the task is. Um, this one's not really that clear. They're doing some, like, no. it, they are doing an assault course, but it's like not really clear what the course is. It is. It, I know it just involves jumping into the pool repeatedly. That seems to be one of the main differences between the current uh, format and this format is that the tasks and stuff are secondary to the socialization and things that are happening in the house. Whereas now it seems yeah. like the tasks are the main uh focus yeah which um there's not really that much uh of like the social aspect they cut a lot of it for me that's what is exciting about big brother is just watching how different people interact with each other people from different lives from of different ages genders sexualities fucking backgrounds and stuff seeing how they all interact with each other is what's interesting to me yeah, I was thinking about it um, yesterday, like, in terms of both of us as well, what our interests are, is that we, the like, the novels and stuff that we read, mm-hmm. we do prefer them to be more character-driven yes. than plot-driven. Like, if there's good characters and character development, I don't really mind what's going on plot-wise. Yeah. The, the plot can be very weak if the characters are really good, whereas, like, the new format is sort of more plot driven in that like it's all strategy talk and like who's gonna win this and who's gonna win that and like they lose a lot of the character stuff because they are characters in a tv show like yeah they are building a like a, a plot line especially in the new seasons where they're filmed in advance yeah. so they have all of the footage that they can manipulate into what if, whatever storyline they want yeah from start to finish and yeah they still choose a very boring storyline i just kind of don't find and maybe it's an issue with me but I just don't find um, pot stirrers and, you know, strategizers all that interesting. No. There's an element of it that I like, but... I not. can't handle, like, bullying stuff. It's why I can't watch The Real Housewives anymore because it just truly upsets me. <laughs> I get full-on secondhand embarrassment and anxiety from shows. 
sometimes I have to leave the room when things are getting a bit too intense. Oh, yeah. And in terms of, like, getting secondhand embarrassment, all this season I was so embarrassed when they were, like, talking strategy and they're, like, running around the house like they're in the fucking Pentagon. Like, <laughs> room to room. The like, Pentagon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay. <laughs> The task. The task. The task is an assault course. <laughs> you can just edit all the other stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> the teams. The teams are Captain Christina, Johnny, Gemma and Ben, and Captain Blair, Sam Marie, Lisa and Peter. And they are competing against each other, but they what they don't know is at the end they have to compete as a team to get like a fast time or something like mm-hmm. that. I would fucking hate this task. I hate, I would hate it. I hate being timed for things. I don't like feeling like I'm, people are rushing me. I don't like people depending on me. <laughs> I, I just would fucking hate it. Yeah. It's like when you had to do team sports in PE and it's like, oh. oh, Christ, here we go. But at least when you're doing all the other, when you're doing all the other units, like, cross country and like athletics and shit it's like that's it's not a team effort no one's yelling at you exactly it's like oh great now i have to play hockey with teammates and they're depending on me to do something correctly (laughs) yeah i just hate it gemma you know in spice world i knew you were gonna say spice world (laughs) (laughs) where they're doing the course yeah, and Posh Spice is just, like, very gingerly sort of walking along behind them in the high heels. Yeah. Yeah, she's got the heels. She's got the tight mini dress. Um, That's what Gemma doing this reminds me of. Yeah. 100%. It's very funny. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, Sarah Marie's doing it. They're yelling, jump in the pool. Big jump. Big jump. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Could you guys settle down? All right. <laughs> And then we find out that there's a barrel under in the pool that they're supposed to go through. Like yes. Like swim through the barrel. Yeah. Which I would have been fine doing that because I was such a water baby as a kid. I was always in the pool. It could be like three degrees and I'd be in the pool. My blue lips just fucking chattering. Yeah. And always like <laughs> making making people chuck stuff in the pool. Oh, chuck it in. I'm going to go down and get it. <laughs> yeah. I was so we annoying. We had a uh, above ground pool. Oh, you lucky fucks. Uh, yeah, I know. Got it second hand. Uh, my pop installed it. And uh, filled it illegally. Didn't have a broken back at that point? No, this was a decade before he broke his back. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he had a broken back, I think he would have been. Um, filled it illegally because of the... Uh, drought. Drought. My mother did mm. not get permission. If you want a prosecutor, DM me. I'll give you the details. <laughs> Um, but anyway, watching as an adult, I would not want to swim through that fucking tube on the bottom of the barrel on the bottom of the pool. And Christina's really having trouble even diving down there. She's having a lot of trouble. And people seem to be judging her for that. Like, some people aren't strong swimmers. Yeah. I would probably do it if it was my own idea. And I, like, chucked a barrel in and was like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to go and dive in and go through the barrel. But... But if someone was like, there's a barrel in there, you've got to go through it, I'd be like, um, no. You already want me jumping in and out of the pool. Mm-hmm. Now I've got to swim through a fucking barrel. In June. In June, yeah. 
I'm discovering through this podcast that I am just quite a defiant person. <laughs> I want to do things on my own terms, even if they're things that I want to do. If someone wants me to do it, then suddenly I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's why you could never join the army. That's the only reason, yeah, why I could never join the army. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one reason. <laughs> the one thing holding me back. Oh. <laughs> I'll just hit him with, I'm autistic. You don't want me. <laughs> Trust me, buddy. They're probably so desperate that they would take someone like me. Like, you know, in, you know in Arrested Development, where Lucille signs Buster up for the army because she thinks there's nowhere they're going to take him. <laughs> and then he gets drafted. <laughs> That'd be me. I'd be like, well, here's everything that's wrong with me. And they'd be like, yeah, it's not enough. <laughs> We'll take it. Uh, Ebony's owner. This episode. Ebony's owner is called to check on her and the housemates are all saying goodbye to her before they have to go into the room just in case she she leaves and they don't get to say goodbye. Ben and Blair are allowed to be there and talk to the owner. And my question is, do we think that that owner is a breeder and she and the dog Ebony is like a dog that he breeds with maybe because they didn't actually seem that bonded no and also yeah so ben and blair are like yeah she's not eating she's not drinking she's not coming out of the kennel she's really not having a good time and he gets her out of the kennel and walks her up and down the yard and then he's like well i think she's fine i think she can stay yeah and blair who is in love with the dog is like no she 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 should go home yeah (laughs) i just the guy has, he has the demeanor and the outfit of a guy who spends his day down at the dog tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but yes, no, correct. He looks like he looks like a skeezy guy. As I see him, <laughs> he does, and he doesn't seem to like the dog that much. And that is my question: is so he takes Ebony, and my question is: if she wasn't a rescue dog, why was she there? Yeah, I think money. Doesn't make sense. Then it's time for nominations. Marianne, who would you nominate for two points and why and one point and why? Um, so this week is a tough one because I want to give all three points to Peter. <laughs> um, so two points are Peter for his general attitude and behaviour towards the chickens and also towards Christina this week not on mm-hmm. uh, one point this week I'm gonna say between Lisa and Gemma just mm-hmm. for not having like not having people's back like when they were talking about Sarah Marie injuring herself yeah. etc I think Lisa does it more than Gemma so I'm going to go Lisa. I'm going to go Lisa. Your nominations have been accepted. Thank you. Um, who would you nominate this week? I have, I think I might shock people, maybe surprise people. Shock's probably not the right word. Um, I'm giving two points to Gemma this week. Mm-hmm. That whole conversation about the feminism thing just really, 
I can't get past it. Oh, actually, and, I, sorry, just to interrupt you, just to, <laughs> just to interrupt real quick, just to cut you off. Yeah, um, yep, cut me off, go. Yeah, I'm going back, I'm going, I'm backing strong Lisa, but it's for similar reasons to Gemma that will get mm-hmm. you at the end of the week, the conversation that they have. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's, I'm, I'm good with that, strong with that. Sorry, continue. Sorry for okay. interrupting. <laughs> Uh, all of my nominations are done as if I was in the house. So only like what I've seen up until it's time to nominate. So Uh, I haven't taken into account account anything that happens after yet. So that'll probably go into my next week's nominations. Yeah. Um, so yeah, two points to Gemma for the feminism thing and for how she reacted with Gem with Sarah Marie's back, especially considering she hurt her wrist and was getting lots of attention for that and was making everyone look at her glands, like feel her glands. <laughs> she was making think people she look into a... her throat. Yeah, I think she should have been a little more sympathetic to Sarah Marie there. And one point to Lisa because I also, yeah, I just don't, as much as I loved her getting in Gordon's face, I just couldn't get past how she was being about Sarah Marie. Yeah. Yeah. And with her injury and stuff. Uh, totally fair. Your nominations have been accepted. Thank um, you, Big Brother. And I agree with them. Thank you. <laughs> Imagine if Big Brother did say that. He's like, yep, accepted. And also, you're fucking right. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> so, Johnny goes into the diary room. Oh, my God. Johnny goes in to nominate in the room where they nominate. <laughs> And he gives two points to Gemma for not being nominated. Like, she hasn't been up for eviction yet or something. Um, that's, like, and such a piss-weak reason when he yeah. also hasn't been up for for a nomination. Let me tell you, Big Brother would, in the later years, like the mid-years, would not be accepting these no. as nominations. You can't even do the same reason, like, two weeks in a row, even if that's a really good reason. Exactly. So, yeah, Gemma, two points for not being nominated yet and one point to Ben for the same reason yeah (laughs) Sarah Marie Sarah Marie gives two points to Blair for using stupid accents (laughs) and repeating jokes and one point to Ben for the same reason I feel I feel like I would be nominated for that as well the Blair thing for doing accents because I can't. I could have been a good thing. <laughs> ben is what it's one hundred percent the voice that he puts on when he's making Simpsons jokes. Oh yeah, I also thought that that's probably what Sarah Marie nominated nominated him for was for too many Simpsons jokes. She's had enough of Blair's. How you doing? How you? Th- I feel like Sarah Marie's votes here, the two points could go to me for the same reason, and then the one point could go to you for, <laughs> for the reason she gave for Ben. Not everything can be related back to The Simpsons. Yes, it can. <laughs> Peter gives two points to Sarah Marie for bugging him, and one point to Lisa for... Fence-sitter. With snappy remarks... So, um, what is it? Does she give snappy remarks or does she fence sit and just not rock the boat? Yeah, it's, it's, their uh, ideas of Lisa is so weird and often. If I was Big Brother, I would be like, 
Peter, what is it? You're nominating her for two different reasons. Like you're saying she's a fence sitter, but she gives too much. She does too many snappy remarks. Which one is it? And yeah. just make him sweat a little bit. Yeah. Blair gives two points to Christina um, because he feels like she observes, but doesn't really have much input. Mm-hmm. Um, and one to Lisa, <laughs> Lisa, because he feels like she talks down to him. If you feel like someone has talked down to you, then yes, I I understand. Yeah, absolutely. Lisa gives two points to Christina because she doesn't know her. I feel like Big Brother would not accept that in later seasons because you're at week five or six or whatever now. Yeah. Like, it's it's not an acceptable... I think even by, like, the second nomination, a lot of nominations in later seasons, if you try to pull that shit, Big Brother's like, "Mm mm-mm. I don't think so. Big Brother in the later seasons is like, well, if you don't know that person, then that's not their fault. It's your your fault. Yeah. And then she gives one point to Blair because she wants to be consistent because she gave him a point last week christina gives two points to johnny mm-hmm. um because he's been throwing around i love you's like a bad episode of oprah mm-hmm. and i don't think it's sincere yep very good very good very very theatrical um nomination uh one point to Gemma <laughs> because she asked me how to french she asked me to french braid her hair before the obstacle course and that really annoyed me <laughs> what <laughs> I don't know. Why did that annoy her? It's such if it's one one specific thing. I also don't think Christina has ever had French braids the whole time she's in the house. She's just had regular plaits. Plaits, yeah. I would think if anyone could easily French braid their hair, it would be Gemma, the, the hairstylist. Yeah. Actually, you know what, Chrissy, you're right. That annoys me too. She's a hairstylist. She should know how to braid hair. Ben gives two points to Lisa for sitting on the fence again and one point to Sarah Marie for being too loud. Shit excuses, Ben. I do not accept. <laughs> uh, Gemma gives two to Sarah Marie um, because there's other people that it will be easier to live with long term. And one mm-hmm. point to Blair because he misses football. He misses being able to see <laughs> the games every weekend. So he'd be better off out of the house. I think feel like maybe he would be okay with not seeing the games every week if he came out of it at the end with a bunch of money to be voted or off five weeks in a neighbor's contract <laughs> yeah <laughs> to be voted off five weeks in missing five or six weeks of footy he's, and then getting nothing out of it he's already missed so much of it like he may as well miss exactly. the whole season he knew what he was signing up for before he went in. So, like, he got there and was like, well, hang on a second. I've just realized that I'm going to miss footy season this year. <laughs> when you said no outside news and no television, did you also mean the football? I thought you would have it on, like, a cl- in the club. You would have it on the... T- <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. This is inhumane. They get to watch it in prison. <laughs> You know who would back him up in that argument? Oh, Gordon. <laughs> uh, the nominees are, and this is a twist, there's four people up for nomination, up for eviction this week. So we've got Sarah Marie, Christina, Blair, and Lisa. Poor little Blair sneaking on there just because he misses football. <laughs> is it a crime to miss football? <laughs> 
And that is it for this episode. Oh, um, I would like to end this episode on the note that um, Lisa ended it after the nominations were announced. Mm-hmm. Every end is a new beginning. And then someone says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. We have our DMs open now. We didn't have them open. Sorry about that. They're open now. If you want, if there's anything you want to discuss with us, you can now go to our DMs. Uh, it's at TTDR pod everywhere. Big Brother, we'll get back to you. Thank you. Bye. Every end is a new beginning. Shut up.